people a little shy. I'm thinking, well, maybe the phone won't work today. You know, I got uh, Dwayne Hendrickson calling in. He's running against Doug Burgum uh, for governor, and that's exciting. He's got a pro-cannabis stance, so we'll talk to him about that at 420. And uh, again, um, if the phone don't work, I'm going to have to pull a lot of nothing out of my you-know-where. It's dark down there, not a lot of information today. So let's hope the phones work, and I've uh, been mostly reassured that they will. So, again, I'm Wilson. This hour is called Can I Talk Indy with Wilson. Real Indy News is covering this. Thanks, man. And uh, Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act is the petition still being circulated. Um, it's it's kind of it's a scary thing, so I'm not sure that that's going to, you know, it's not going to fly. You know, to, I'm not going to keep helping, but there's a part of me that thinks, you know, we should have been working this hard the whole time, you know, and that's just me, you know. I mean, sometimes it's too late to cram for the homework if the homework is too much and you forget, you know, and half the pages have already been chewed out by your dog. Being that said, going forward, we're going to need politicians in the political landscape that are going to push the pro-cannabis agenda. And at 420, we're going to talk to one of those guys. Dwayne Hendrickson is going to call in, and hopefully, like I said, that's going to work. And uh, for all of you that uh, have been to the uh, new opening of the dispensary May 26th with your medical cards, thanks for bong-gurgling your way to the top of the hour here at KRFF 95.9 LPFM. Moorhead Fargo, 701-478-4959. Need some WD-40 on that mic stand. And uh, anyway, 701-478-4959. You can stream it live at RadioFreeFargo.org. Uh, I cut out all the, uh, well, actually, Philip Pilko does. Uh, shout out to him. And that reminds me, we're on Spotify. Emphasis on the pot, Spotify. Can of Talk Indie with Wilson. Apparently, you can jump on there, search it. And listen to these once we've pulled the copyrighted music out and it's just the audio of these shows. And you'll want to probably check this one out, especially because, again, if you're going to be voting for a new governor and Doug isn't the guy you're going to vote for and you're looking for change and we the people and all that, blah, 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 you know, give this one a listen and, uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll be the guy. And uh, so anybody pro cannabis is going to get a listen from me. I'm not a party guy. I'm a I'm a potty guy. See what I did? <laughs> Man, I'm on fire today. But anyway, we got uh, him calling at 420. Um, hopefully the phones will work. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Fargo. RadioFreeFargo.org is where this is being streaming. Again, 701-478-4959 is the call. KRFF 95.9, my favorite station, and your guys' fifth favorite station, according to Best Bets, which brings me to the aquarium I noticed uh, some events in July for other venues um, and one of the other guys in town. So it made me think, well, maybe, you know, the aquarium. And I know they're doing uh, dining or like bar stuff in Dempsey's, I believe. Pretty sure they are. So it's probably just a matter of time before they figure out the logistics to have shows up in the aquarium. And as uh, friends of ours and ours of them, we uh, welcome that. And uh, it'll be nice to get back into a groove that isn't so revenue exhausting and that brings me again to radio free fargo needs your cash uh there's all kinds of uh spots on radio free fargo 95.9 where you can donate make sure you go and do that if you can because uh this thing is all ran on money and there ain't nobody else that would let me talk about cannabis legalization anywhere in fargo so if you want to stay up to date on what i believe we should be getting done in north dakota and i'm fighting to have that happen if that concerns you or you care too 
this is the only place you're going to be able to stay current. Which brings me up to the first song. Boom, boom, lack of boom, boom. Was not was. Walk the dinosaur. What up, dog? 1988. Can of talk D with Wilson. That's the hour you guys are sitting inside of here. We're going to stream at RadioFreeFargo.org. 95.9 KRFF LPFM. We got a jumped up episode for you. We've got Duane Hendrickson. He's going to be running against Governor Doug Burgum. And so it'll just be interesting just within this whole kind of kind of environment of COVID and all this kind of weird stuff. You know, what, you know, how do you even run for governor now? It feels like politically things will be different. You know, you can't really be out there kissing the babies. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of curious the adjustment that needs to be made there. Um, I just wanted to mention Cannabis Caucus Fargo at Gmail if you want to reach out. Indie Cannabis Caucus Fargo, Indie Cannabis Caucus. Canatalk Indie on YouTube and on Spotify. Shout out Spotify. And uh, IndieForFreedom.org. And uh, that's where you can uh, donate as well. Indie for Freedom of Cannabis Act. Um, it's a uh, 21 plus to possess 12 plants you can grow, which is the big one. So, I mean, we've got like a month left and a lot of work to do. And uh, if that don't work out, um, we'll talk to Dwayne Hendrickson. If he becomes governor, how's he going to help us? And what's his thoughts on pro-cannabis, which, uh, again, uh, I think going forward, it's going to be important that uh, the politicians and the people that can make the change get behind us because uh, uh, this COVID kind of, you know, it kind of starts, it kind of started messing with the we the people, you know, I mean, an act of God. I mean, there's no way we the people are going to win against those sort of things and so that kind of came at us quick and so as we adjust and move forward we're in a low you know we're we're in a kind of a revenue low lull if you will and i believe cannabis can step up and and handle that and i believe politicians are going to see that too and uh so you know i don't i don't think i think there's a silver lining in this COVID thing and that's going to step up and present itself if the constitutional measure indy for freedom of cannabis act doesn't get off the ground shadow karen headstrom i know you're working hard out there Anyway, uh, we're kind of uh, right on time here. We're going to play another song or two. This is the Sweetest Hymns. Juke Joy. Well, that was a great triple shot. Uh, that last song, Walking Man by C6 Steve. That's a shout out to my daughter. She's uh, packing to get ready to move. At least she's probably just sitting there eating popsicles. Get to work. Uh, the one before that was Run for a Long Time. The Blind Boys, Alabama. Started that off with the Sweetest Hymns, the Juke Joint Pimps. Well, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty, pretty nervous. We've got Dwayne Hendrickson on the line, and I tried pushing a button, and it kind of, well, it, let's get into the show. All right. Okay. Well, I'm itching to get this thing going, so we're going to give it a shot here, and here we go. Dwayne, can you hear me? Can you hear me now, Dwayne? Perfect. Oh, we're good. All right. Well, all right. So, Kenneth Talk ND with Wilson. That's what everybody's listening to. We're streaming at RadioFreeFargo.org. Uh, we're talking with Dwayne Hendrickson, uh, who's going to be running up against Doug Burgum, which is going to be kind of interesting because I think a lot of people, what they thought and voted for Doug Burgum, I, I feel like they may have changed kind of what they feel going into this next election period. And so it's going to be interesting. But, Dwayne, uh, tell me, how are things going and what do you, what do you think? Well, actually, there's four of us running it. There's two Republicans, Michael Coachman and Doug Burgum. That's going to be who's vying for the Republican ticket. I am uh, was endorsed by the Libertarian Party, and Shelley Lenz was endorsed by the Democratic Party. Okay. 
And so, uh, and so I don't care. I don't care which of those candidates that I face because uh, my campaign is uh, organized around we the people and uh, doing good for we the people, passing laws for the we, we the people. And uh, so I believe that uh, if people get a chance to listen to me, that uh, they will find out that I'm the best candidate. I've been a candidate for Congress for 10 years. In 2008, I run for governor against John Hoven and got my butt kicked like you would not believe. Oh, man. But uh, when you spend 25 bucks to a little dabble in politics and Holden spends uh, 2.4 million or something, so there was a uh, there's a big difference there, you know. And so, but I was very satisfied with my first try in politics, and I've kept on going, and and I've always brought up the tough issues. Like in 2010, when I first started campaigning for U.S. House, I talked about the legalization of hemp, the legalization of cannabis. Um, 2012. My campaign switched more to, and didn't switch, it just added on right. the added benefits for for veterans. Um, my brother was killed in action in Iraq in 2004, and then so I started paying more attention to all the troops coming home and all these people that were diagnosed with PTSD and, uh, Absolutely. Life, and, and traumatic brain injury. For sure, and, yeah, yeah. And, a... and, 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 you know, and uh, pain from injury, and so I thought that, um, and, and then, like I said, the opioid crisis developed out of, out of that, and so I strongly believe that cannabis is the way to go to to repair our veterans. Yep, you know, I dropped the suicide rate, mm-hmm. and and just as I was coming on your show, my buddy Jose Balin from Mission Zero. I don't know if you know him. I don't think but so. He has a court. He has a court case that's in the Supreme Court right now in New York City, and it, and uh, and it's uh, advocating 100 percent that the Veterans Administration must prescribe marijuana to uh, veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, Absolutely. or pain pain management. And, uh, like I say, so I just I just sent him a message saying, "Got to go do my own can of talk right now, buddy." But I'll be listening in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. See, and I got uh, well. My dad, he was a Vietnam vet, and they just recently. And I just thought he was, you know, he just had things that I didn't like, you know, like a personality thing. And it, and they just now found out that he in fact had PTSD. And then my brother, he was a Marine. He did the march to Fallujah. And I know when he came back, he was definitely different, and he went right to the booze, you know. And then they tried to get him off of that onto pills. And at the end of the day, cannabis would have worked so much better. But there was a stigma, and there's just no way around it. It was federally mandated. And, you know, so the changes that have been made now, you know, are way better than they used to be, for sure. But we need people like you. You mentioned Fallujah. That's where my brother was killed at, um, go over an IED with yeah, that urban warfare, that was tricky stuff. And that was like the first time I know my brother actually had to get into like a city and almost do like Call of Duty, you know, type stuff. And yeah, again, yeah, my, brother got to, my brother got to stay in Saddam, Hus- Saddam Hussein's castle when they first got there. That's when crazy. They, and, and, I, and I thought he was safe there. When they went to Fallujah, I didn't know if my brother would be coming home because he was the lead patrol guy in in the convoys, and just because he was the old geezer in there, and uh, everybody else had a way to live, and so the, you know, they were young. The person that was killed with him, my brother was forty-one. Keith Smith, he was the passenger in his vehicle, and he was twenty-five at that time. So right, so cannabis, you know, I just need years ago. Yeah, I just, I mean, if we can get people, like I said, we get politicians who, you know, take the unpopular opinion. You know, David Thompson, he's been on here a couple times, and he drafted the ND for Freedom of Cannabis Act. Great dude. You know, a guy I feel like he's got his head on his shoulders. It doesn't get swayed by stuff. And I feel yeah, like that's who I'm we need. With him, so. Right. So that's what we need, like, for a governor, you know, that, that understands people's things. And I think that's where Doug kind of slipped. 
because he's all about numbers. You know, he's a Microsoft IT guy. And then when it comes to we the people, all of a sudden, like I live downtown Fargo. I've lived down here 20 years and I work down here. And if I can, if he continues to run things the way he runs, I'm not even going to be able to afford to live where I work. You know, so it's like, well, what happened? You know, because initially I remember telling him, well, good, you do a lot for downtown Fargo. And and it really had turned it around. But for what end? You know, because if I can't afford, if nobody can afford to live there anymore, except a certain echelon of people. Well, then all of a sudden I feel like he's not doing what the people want him to do. And he didn't allocate any money for medical cannabis, you know, and I know that you would, you know. And so that's the thing. And, you know, we just got rid of our department. Our Department of Health sector uh, person just resigned yesterday, Mylon Tufty. And, uh, and I believe that is going to, I don't know if that's going to hurt or help the medical cannabis uh, issue or not. But before we get off of this subject, before I forget to even talk about it, oh. I've been a sponsor of total legalization twice in North Dakota while I was running for U.S. House. Okay. And so I've, uh, I've, talked to, um, I've talked to, argued with, and whatever, all of our legislators. But I, but I tried to be very civil about it, knowing that this day might come that I actually get to run for governor. And, I, and if we don't get cannabis legalization on the ballot, because we only have 30 days left, I believe, to get a whole bunch of signatures. Oh, t- tell me about it. I mean, I've, I've got some serious anxiety going forward. And that's <laughs> what I was saying, like, because COVID kind of messed with us a bit. But if we yep. can get politicians in, because the environment, I think, the temperature for legalization is really huge right now. Everybody's broke. People are looking at, like, Oregon and Illinois just making bank off something that has no violent connotations. You know, there's there's only fake reefer madness stuff. There's never been any documented inciting of violence. Absolutely. You know, so people, I'm hoping, are just going to start waking up. And if we have people like you and David Thompson and people that just, you know, that just believe in it, you know, I think we can we can get it done. And. Which is good, but yeah, and so my point is, if, if I am, if I will be elected governor, I have no doubt about it. I don't care if I'm up against Bergam or Coachman or Shelley Lentz, I'm winning this governor's. Race. I love it. I like your attitude, buddy. And um, but as as a governor, I believe that I might have just maybe just a pitch more pull to convince some legislators that uh, you know to listen to what I have to say, um, let her all soak in, and then. Uh, and then we'll work on it from there because I believe that if we don't, if it isn't voted on by we the people on November 9th, that when the legislature starts, it will be the very second thing that I bring up because the first thing is abolishing property taxes. So okay, well I know people you know, that and, own and, some. And, yeah, I know people care about taxes like that. I I don't really yeah, see it because I'm not an owner. Say one, and my idea is if we can still take that billion dollars that we spend on on property taxes, put it back into the people's hands. And they go and spend that money, and that dollar evolves seven times. They, we just got a major portion of that money back in sales tax revenue. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, and so oh, yeah. I've, I've been preparing for this day. I've thought everything out. I've tried to be on good terms with everybody. I've ran against everybody that serves us in Washington, D.C., Hoven, Kramer, Armstrong. I've ran for office against every one of them. They know me well. Cool, cool. They, they, know, they know exactly what I'm talking about, where I'm coming from. They know my personality. They know my passion. Well, that's awesome. And, um, so that brings me to this question. then. so let's say you were governor now during this COVID pandemic thing. What what would you, what, you know, just a quick thing. What would you have done, you know, that say either Doug hasn't done or would you do what he did or you know, what kind of differences do you, would you have done if this was you right now? 
I, I just did an interview out of Queens, New York, last week, and it's posted right now on my on my now on my on my Dwayne Hendrickson for Governor 2020 page. Okay. But I was asked the exact same question, that and I said question. the first thing I would have done was defy federal orders, not shut down our state. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and and because on March 14th, I was on my way to get the endorsement to run for governor for the Liber- from the Libertarian Party. Right. They didn't even get. They hadn't even got my hair cut yet. It was longer than hell. <laughs> and uh, and so then on my way to Bismarck, I'm about, about at Max, and then they're talking about and the beauty industry is the most dangerous thing to go to right now. And so guess what? I have to think: Am I going to go get a haircut or am I not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you risk your life getting your hair cut, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so so I went and got my hair cut. Okay. And I went down there, and then when I leave, they're talking about shutting down things, shutting down schools, this and that. And I thought, we we just in the click of your fingers, we just destroyed our economy. Our economy. We put people's lives into limbo. We put suicide probably at the at greater risk than dying from COVID. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, you know, and uh, and so and the worst thing is that everybody was comfortable with getting rid of their constitutional rights. And yeah. when they take them away, guess what? You're going to have to bust your butt to get them back. I know it. I know it. And that's that scares me. That's I mean, because no. it's it, it almost feels orchestrated. And, you know, it starts to like it makes more sense in certain areas. And it just man. Oh, man. I mean, it just it's crazy how like because March 14th, we were planning to do the St. Patrick's Day Parade. We were in full swing. We were getting ready to knock this thing out, and then it just skidded to a stop. No parade, and then, and then it's just like everything fell. But it was like, it was what I didn't like was how quickly people were, were okay with it. You know, I mean, we yep. question everything else. We're always finding faults and how people do everything else. But all of a sudden, we're like, sure, we'll go inside. Sure, we'll ruin all these businesses. Oh, you bet. We'll put our head in the sand. Absolutely, COVID this, yep. but. You know, look at this. They pay six hundred dollars a week extra in additional unemployment, and then they actually go on and suggest that they want to give them four hundred and fifty a week extra just to go back to work now to get off of unemployment. <laughs> so crazy, How stupid. Can we get? It's the dumbest thing because I mean, people forget we owe so much money. You know what I mean? We're in debt up to our stinking teeth. Maybe not North Dakota, but as as a government. And the last thing I want you to do is to borrow more money that I don't have to give me back to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we I don't have, have any money. I have four boys and eleven grandkids. And when I started this uh, this uh, run for office, one hundred percent trying to get elected was two thousand ten running for Congress because you know, and I've only run for three positions: Ward County Commissioner in nineteen ninety two, okay. Governor, and and um, U.S. House. And people ask me. Why did you start at the top instead of start at the bottom? Yeah. I said, because I haven't seen anybody with balls to get to the top that wants to start there. I said, so I, I have balls, and I'm going to do this, and I'm starting at the top, and, and I'm not going to work my way down. I'm only, only going to go up. And so, yeah, governor here, here. U.S. House, I'm, I'm playing with those two. Um, if I'm elected governor, I'm serving one term, and I'm going to hell out of here because I'm watching my grandkids go up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, but, I, uh, but, but I have but I have 4 years to make a difference in North Dakota. I'm 100% confident in my abilities. I'm 100% confident in my abilities to work with other people. The North Dakota citizens are going to be part of my team, you know, because this 
this is about we the people. This isn't about me. This isn't about government. This is about we the people. Right. And it always should my, be that my way. My campaign slogan, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness Absolutely. with the Constitution. For sure. Yeah, yeah. We just, I think we got kind of lazy and we started taking it for granted and kind of just trusting. And that's kind of the problem. And that's what people's always said that, you know, you're too trusting, you know. So it's time to get back to getting people that understand what we want and fight for that thing. Instead of telling me, well, no, I don't think that's what you want. Let me get yeah. this. Well, no, I don't want that. I want this, you know, and I yeah. and I was the same way. I never voted. I never thought nothing changed. You know, I was an addict for like 20 some years and I've been clean a couple of years by the help of, you know, cannabis and just friends. But I noticed, you know, once I started getting involved in the cannabis for medicinal and just as a revenue revenue stream and reducing stigma that there wasn't nobody either. You know, yeah. nobody had a radio show. I'm like, well, we need a radio show. You know, well, I'll come mm -hmm. up with what it, whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. And I remember the first day sitting in here by myself going, how did I get here? You know, but it, but it wasn't guilt. Well, I'm glad that you got there, buddy. I know, man. And it's neat because I used to say that, too, with guilt. Like, what am I doing in Canada with no pants on? You know, you know, so, so it was like it was kind of neat to go, well, I have pride, but I still don't know how I got behind this microphone. Nobody in here. Mm -hmm. And speaking yep. about right. cannabis legalization. So it's cool that, you know, you feel that way, too. And you got my I went, vote. I went, I went into the military in 1974, and I, uh, and so I'm a veteran also. And I, and never in a million years did I ever think that uh, I would be, well, for one thing, maybe alive, but uh, running for governor or for Congress. But uh, you know, like I say, it's a, it's very exciting. Like the Libertarian Party endorsed a woman candidate for president. Get this. A woman candidate for president. She's awesome. She has family values. She's smart. She's a doctor. And she's for cannabis legalization and for abolishing alphabet agencies. She's, she's a woman after my heart or something. Yeah, mine too. Because, uh, and and so I just, heard a, I just heard a little bird whisper in my ear when I was out for a walk a couple of hours ago that uh, we're going to be doing a town hall with her um, probably next week. Well, that's cool. And so, and so, like I say, that'll be good. Libertarian Party candidate for governor, Dwayne Hendrickson. Libertarian Party for president. candidate for president, Joe Jorgensen. We're yeah. going to kick butt. Yeah, no, it's cool. Libertarian you Party is going to bust this two-party system wide open this year. Yeah, and it's about time, you know, because there's the word liberty in it. And I think just something just kind of happened with them parties. We gave them too much kind of freedom and I think it's time to take it back, and uh, and it'll be interesting take to back see that freedom. So we get our own back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we need people like you that that's less, you know, you and more us, and to listen to the people. You know, same thing with like Ruth Buffalo. You know, I feel like she's kind of the same way. You know, like I, I just think that we've gotten into this party thing, and then it's just not great. So yeah, so I'm with yeah. you. And so I got one more question for you, which is kind of a fun one, but man, with Minneapolis all crazy, right? Like if you were the governor in Minneapolis right now, what would you the do mayor, now? The mayor of Minneapolis or the governor of Minnesota? Oh yeah, you're right. Well, I, I thought we'd play around. <laughs> you'd just be the mayor, but, uh, cause I don't know what the governor, what, what does the governor's role in this particular instance in Minneapolis? What, what does the governor need to be doing or what does he do? And, uh, I, that I couldn't tell you, but I tell you what, um, <laughs> And and we we don't know the whole story or anything yet, but the whole story does not end up with murder from a guy putting his knee on somebody's neck for seven minutes. So if I was mayor, I would be wondering if they haven't been charged with murder yet, why haven't they been? Right, right. 
That, and, that, and that would be my only question, and I would expect they answer um, fairly fast, yep. and then I would like uh, like that to happen. Right. You know, because because they they do deserve their due process, but uh, but they were they were in charge of somebody that is now dead. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah. the pictures. I just it's yeah, it's it's, it's messy. Yeah. And, and and so I just saw the picture today of the three cops holding that guy down. Yeah, I seen that too. You know, and so that's um and and that's what I heard in the beginning was that it was multiple, not one. And then it, and then it seemed like it was only one because that was what was in one picture. But then it comes back that you know and. And shows maybe part of the uh, part of the story, but we still don't know the whole story yet. Yeah, it's messy. It sure, sure is and, messy. And I tell you what, you, I've already found out as a uh, candidate for governor that people are relentless if you make a mistake. So yep. I, I, <laughs> check, sure. I check out my facts a little more. And yeah, we're in a crazy you know, because, cancel culture. People are people are welcome to give me hell yep. or give me praise. I don't care. Say because of, you know. I have I have to take that with a grain of salt. Lucky I have thick skin. Absolutely. Check out my Dwayne Hendrickson for Governor 2020 page. Yeah, we'll do. So, okay, so we've kind of got to the end here. So what I'll have you do, Dwayne Hendrickson, first of all, thanks for calling in. The kind of talk indeed with Wilson. This will be uh, kind of, the music will be pulled off, and then they'll be able to uh, listen to it again on uh, RadioFreeFargo.org. There'll be the archive thing there. But uh, just tell me why we should vote for you again. Well, the biggest reason is, I'm one of us, going trying to get elected the governor to serve all of us. It's been my, it's been my viewpoint since the very first day I run for governor in 2008. Serve we the people. Nothing else means nothing. It's this is the government for we the people. Right. What's your stance you know, on so cannabis? I, I believe in the Constitution. I believe in family values. And I believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness with the Constitution. Nothing less. Sure. How about cannabis? What do you think about that? Should we legalize that? Or? Well, like I say, it's one of the things that I hope to sign into law in very quickly. Yeah, yeah, either, no. Either by the legislature, legislature's vote or by we the people voting for cannabis legalization in November. Absolutely, but yeah. It's, but it's one of my priorities. For sure. Well, I appreciate that. And like I said, I think we've got our priorities kind of like jumbled up, like what we see as medicine and what we see as drugs, you know. And I think we've got that mm-hmm. kind of we've got that balance messed up because there's too much money and profit in a particular thing than there is the other, you know, yeah. because we the people would benefit like uh, Red Lake, you know, them. Uh, Le- I mean, they voted 80 percent to have flour and to grow medical in Red Lake in Minnesota. That's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. they'll be able to own it. They'll 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 get the revenue. They'll be able to trade. You know, it'll all be theirs. You know, mm-hmm. that nobody can mess with. And that's what I think we should be allowed to do. You know, but if you've got and, the, go ahead. Yeah, like I say, um, when when a plant becomes illegal, do you have freedom? Right. You know, because like I say, that you, you, that plant you can go pick and and consume in twenty minutes if you wanted to. If you wanted to go pick a butt off of it, but if you want to make Heroin out of poppy, you know, that's a whole different thing. If you want to make cocaine out of coca, that's a whole different thing. That's a process. Right. This is something you can go pick out of out of your garden. Say, yeah. 
crumble it up, smoke a bowl, whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. And genetically, like with GMOs and all the weird stuff you've been hearing about modified foods and stuff, cannabis can't be modified. It's got a yep. DNA genetic structure, and you just can't mess with it. And to me, that's awesome. To me, that feels yep. like if we had a creator, if we, if there was something higher than us, and we needed something to take care of us, if that per- person or being couldn't be down here for, it makes perfect sense that a plant that grew up out of the ground with everything else that grows would be there yep. for our benefit, not our detriment. You know what I mean? I, I am for seed-to-fail tracking just because me too. We, it, because it has to be done because anywhere along that process— Somebody could go slip fentanyl in there. That too. And remember back in, like, you talked about, like, the 70s stuff, but remember Paraquat? I mean, that was... No kidding. Like, I lived in El Paso, Texas. Don't... <laughs> Paraquat pot was coming across the border all the time. Man, yeah. Well, once you said Texas, I realized I didn't have to ask that question. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that made people sick, you know, and that was governmental yeah. spray on, you know, whatever, you know, so... Because, like, when I was stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas, I found out... Nick, I was young punk, 18 years old. I found out that uh, I found out what uh, marijuana, uh, the uh, open borders, and the illegal immigration was doing to El Paso, Texas, and to the land surrounding El Paso because we'd go out and do our field uh, training and everything, and all you seen was garbage, uh, left stuff from people across the Rio Grande and were trucking cross cross country. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's, I've I've seen I've seen the effects, and like I say, uh, those three have all been part of my campaign for U.S. House. I still believe in them today. I'll never quit believing in them. So. Well, cool. Well, I like your attitude, Dwayne Hendrickson, Libertarian Party, running for governor against old Dougie B. Libertarian yeah. Party is the party to uh, to get behind. I believe. I'm not really. I'm non. I, I don't know what that is. I'm not really a party person, but I am for cannabis legalization. I believe if a person honestly feels that. Also, I can get behind that person regardless of the party, you know. So, yeah, well, I, I sure appreciate that. And like I say, I hope everybody goes and looks at my Dwayne Hendrickson for Governor 2020 page, joins it, shares it with their friends, invites their friends because we're going to kick butt in North Dakota. Well, that's awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go, Dwayne Hendrickson. That was again Dwayne Hendrickson running for Libertarian Party Governor. See you later, buddy. All right, well, that was my first successful phone conversation since I attempted to talk to Dwayne Hendrickson on 420. I just wanted to mention the mobile mental health crisis response numbers, 1-800-233-4512. Go ahead and give him a ring if you're not feeling right, because if you ain't feeling right, get right. We need everybody alive. This hour of music on KRFF 95.9 LPFM is being underwritten by Flatland Guitar and Luthery. Flatland Guitars, your full-service guitar shop and your exclusive dealer for Yamaha, Taylor, and Paul Reed Smith Guitars and many others. They also sell guitars on consignment as well as take trade-ins along with having a full-service on-site repair center. Check out Flatland Guitar and Luthery on Facebook or visit them at 1450 25th Street South in Fargo. Well, man, that was cool. Dwayne Hendrickson, he's going to be running up against uh, Doug. Seemed like a pretty, uh, pretty solid guy. And I and I think, again, I, I don't... Uh, I guess I don't do the or the suggesting. I say learn what you can and then take that information and make a smart decision that you can live with because I don't have to live with what you decide. Well, I might indirectly, but you know what I mean? So let's uh, let's pump out a little bit of music and I'll see you in a bit and we'll wrap this thing up. First up, can't stop, red hot chili peppers. Well, that was a great 
Double Up. Can't Stop, Red Hot Chili Peppers from the By The Way album, 2002. Never Go West, C6 Steve, we played him again. Uh, Walking Man, we played earlier in the show. Anyway, Can't Talk Indie with Wilson, KRFF 95.9 LPFM, Moorhead Fargo, RadioFreeFargo.org. Uh, I'll be back next Thursday. Can't Talk Indie with Wilson, that was me. We had Dwayne Hendrickson, he's running for governor. That was a cool uh, little spot. If you're wondering who you want to vote for, Go over to Radio Free Fargo, click on the archive, Canatalk and D, and listen to him again. Share him around, you know, so you can get an informed opinion once it comes time to vote. So, again, uh, this has been Canatalk and D with Wilson. Uh, Indy for Freedom, a Cannabis Act, is the constitutional petition that we've been feverishly working. COVID-19 put a, put a click in the clack, but we're still pushing forward. Uh, we have Tochi Products got the uh, petition here. Smokey's House of Pipes has also got it. Uh, you can reach out on any of our social media platforms. Canatalk ND on YouTube. Go there, subscribe. Spotify, go there to Cannabis Caucus Fargo, Gmail. Indie Cannabis Caucus Fargo. Help us get cannabis legal because it needs to happen. And, again, it's important. And uh, the, people, uh, the, the people at the top aren't listening to the people at the bottom. So it's time the people at the bottom start like Dwayne said, just start at the top. Let's start. Let's stop working at the bottom and let's start at the top. So anyway, be groovy to each other. I'll be back next Thursday, four to five, right after side stage with Trav. Then DJ AI will cover the three to four o'clock hour on automation, and then I'll be up. And then Stinky Arts Music Mart happens at five o'clock with DJ Lunar. But I'm going to play President of the United States Body. And we'll see you next Thursday.